This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, are you doing a podcast right now? Welcome to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Hi. Wait, where'd it go? You're not on your tippy toes anymore. <sighs> I am on my tippy. I am still <laughs> on my toes. Got the camera? Hey. Hey, Cole. I'm not this tall. I don't, I don't want to lie to you right <laughs> off the top, all right? It looks like I'm really tall. tall right now. And you're that, like, wow, look at how tall she got. Yeah, doesn't. and Red Atkins didn't actually hear either. So right, it's, right. It's sure. <laughs> so I don't want you to well, be confused like, who you're talking to. Rob bet me I couldn't stand on my tippy toes for this entire time. And I was like, you're probably right. Because this is like me normal. Like, right? Right? This is lame. This is bad. But look at me it. now. Mm, I love it. You look good. Yeah. Thank That's, you. I'm so tall. I would never know. Yeah. Hey, yeah I never know. Th- this is um, this is this is the problems of uh, having a, a duet. It's yeah. not like, you know, you're, you're like, oh, one person, one person's tall and one person. It's better when you have your own square, don't that. you think, Cole? Isn't it better when you have your own square? On a Zoom, I, so. I like the solo artist life, yeah. But I, yeah. you know, duo—they're powerful. Y'all, y'all are a heck of a duo. You got those are things I don't have to think about, though. You know, the height thing and all that. So, but y'all well, got it the, working good. You're very sweet. Well, by the way, speaking of duos, congratulations on all your CMA nominations for Never Say Never. Like, what is going on in life right now, man? It is so uh, good. It's so well uh, deserved. Well, thank you so much. I like I said, I. It doesn't seem like 10 years, but it's coming up on 10 years we've been doing this. And to have, you know, all this stuff going on, this new album, I really feel like it's taking us to a different level, which is what I prayed it would do. But uh doesn't always happen how you how you think it should. So to have Never Say Never do what it did and to share that with Lainey, uh, she's become a really close friend of mine and uh, just so happy for her. I mean, I think she got like six nominations. So uh very deserving and and to be able to share my two with her is uh it's gonna be fun and, and just my team too you know there's so many people that are behind the scenes that do stuff that you know and they don't get enough credit so to be able to kind of share that with them and celebrate no matter what happens uh, it's gonna be a good night and you talk about looking back on that 10 years and like selling merch for luke right that's kind of where yeah. the start got yeah when yep. you were watching when you were watching him did you uh you know i'm sure you had those dreams of getting where you are right now but i mean oh, how yeah. cool is that to take a look back at at selling merch and now <laughs> everything that's happened in the last 10 years man that's it's crazy it's hard to you know but the thing is you know i didn't move to nashville to sell merch it just kind of i had to have a job to pay rent and do the bills and i just wanted to be around music i knew that and luke is uh always been good to me and always been a huge influence but to I always say this in my show we go through a little segment where I 
play a verse and chorus of songs I've written for other people. And I always tell the story. It's pretty crazy to go from selling somebody's t-shirts to writing a number one song for them that like roller coaster, you know, that's uh, yeah. just to something that it always takes me back and just to think and, Man, you know, I I did dream. I remember standing behind the merch table, dreaming of being on stage doing that. And, you know, I, without that job and me getting to see it, a lot of people don't understand, like, Luke was brand new. You know, he wasn't the huge star he is now. But to get to see how things work from a from day one for a new artist like that, I, I honestly think when I got my chance, you know, when Chilling It hit, it just kind of happened so fast that I think those days selling T-shirts and just being around the fans and radio and whoever it may be, just to realize how important all those things are. I think that helped me more than I even realized at the time while I was going through it. So, uh, yeah, but Rob, you're right. I, I remember literally being behind those table being like, I did not want to sell t-shirt. I want to be on, on stage, you know? And, uh, but I've just, you know, it took me writing uh, songs and, and getting my name out there. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen easy. I, uh, you know, put my time in and I'm glad songwriting is what got my, my name out there first. Now I get to write them and sing them and, uh, you know, could not be happier. You're, I mean, you really are living like it's the American dream, like, right? Like, because when you're telling the story, I'm like, this is what America's all about. Like, yeah, it's it the really American is. dream. Well, that's what, and I think a lot of people were, they have joked over the years, like, oh, is your merch guy going to sing too? And all that. No, I mean, I didn't, you know, I obviously didn't move to Nashville to sell t shirts, but it honest, you know, you, everybody has their own path. And, and I think I want people to take that and know that, hey, if you've got a dream, it, it's, who knows what's going to happen, but nobody should say it can't happen because I, uh, like I said, I just knew when I moved to Nashville, I didn't know if I'd ever write a song good enough. I didn't know if I'd ever be able to sing one good enough, whatever. But I, I knew I had to work around music because there's nothing that's ever made me feel the way music can and just how powerful that is. And I, I didn't really have a backup plan, you know, so I um, came up here and uh, had a lot of good people around me and made it happen. So I uh, I know how fortunate I am, though. And like I said, anybody watching, I, I think you can do whatever you put your mind to. Well, I think, I think a lot of people find inspiration from that story. Yeah. You know, when we, when we go to, I hope your, so, yeah. Yeah. When we go to one of your concerts, a lot of people know the story and they're like, Hey, did you know that he used to do this? <laughs> yeah. And like, like yeah, yeah, I've heard that a time or two. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's I cool. remember you back then. Yeah. I mean, I've known you for years too. So it's, it's yeah. just crazy to, to see how it all, all happens. And, and now even, you know, not just the t-shirt days, but the people that have taken me on tour, you know, from Luke Dirks, Al Dean, Chesney. I mean, so many people that I've looked up to and now to be having my own headlining tours and taking new artists that, you know, that I believe in and get them in front of my fans. It's just cool to kind of, uh, that's, I think that's how we say thank you in this business, you know, is, is just turn around and do it for the next one. Uh, the same things that, that were done for you. And that's something that I believe in and, um, you know, excited about this new tour coming up too. Who should we look out for uh, as far as new artists go? Um, God, there's so many, man. I, I don't, there's so many talented people, but for me, uh, my tour, Ashley Cook is somebody I took her out earlier in the year. She's, uh, she's coming back out with us. And then also Dylan Marlowe, he's a Georgia boy like me. And he wrote the latest John party single, um, last night lonely. So I remember being there, like having my first number one as a songwriter and, and getting to put that in my sets, you know, and tell people, Hey, I wrote this song, which they probably still didn't understand that. They thought I was just covering songs back then, I think, but Dylan, uh, he's, he's one of my favorite new guys too. So. Nice. And congratulations, by the way, um, number one on billboard. She had me at heads, Carolina. What a ear it's an earworm. It gets stuck in your ear. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was looking at who wrote it, and I was like, "Look at Adam Sandler writing songs." 
It's there might, have been, there might have been a, a, a letter missing. From I had it. to reread it. I was like, oh, wait, that's that's not. Uh, Can yeah. you tell us about the co-writers with you on that? Um, yeah. So obviously the first step of, of that was to call the original writers, Tim Nichols and Mark uh, D. Sanders is, um, you know, they wrote the original Joe D. version and we didn't know what they were going to say. I mean, I was prepared for them to be like, no, nah, you know, we're not interested in that. Uh, but they were honored that we chose their song to kind of put a spin on and do our own way. So we wanted them to be involved. They're obviously uh, writers on the song, but me and Thomas Rhett talked about this on tour last year, just about wanting to do a song together. That was the original plan was for me and Thomas Rhett to sing whatever this song became together. And the angle we, we wrote it like in the room, it just didn't make sense really for both of us. And TR is such a great writer anyway. So uh, I'm proud to have him be a part of it. But then obviously the goat, Ashley Gorley, we were just talking about him. He's got like 63 number ones now or something. So he's he's involved in it. And then also Jesse Frazier. So uh, there is uh, several writers, but we also included the uh, the writers of the original. Um, obviously, they deserve to be on this one, too. So um, and then, hey, now I can call Jody Messina a friend. You know, we text occasionally and just uh, she's been so supportive and just nice to me about this whole thing and seeing her videos of her live shows just the i mean i think there's literally kids that are going back and falling in love with 90s country music and if that's yeah. i feel like i owe that to to country music just because of the music i grew up on and and those artists all those artists that influenced me you know whether i didn't even back when i didn't know what i was going to be doing when i grew up i, I dreamed of being them you know and um so if, if people are going back and finding some stuff that i grew up listening to then then that's awesome it's so fun. Well, you you said you said you said it was Mark Sanders. It's not- Mark Sanders. I thought yeah, that that's Adam I- Sanders. I, he's a writer buddy of mine. We wrote Adam Sanders. Whiskey. That's who I was Adam reading Sanders, about. He's got he's written several things. So okay. oh, <laughs> I think can- his his picture on his radio used to come up like Adam. A- actually, Adam Sandler. You know those radios that like put up the yeah. picture of the artist yeah. or whatever. Like yeah, he, I think when his song comes on, like it put up Adam Sandler like for that's- real. That's so funny. You I had, just saw that. I was like, oh, that's so fun. You had uh you had you had Jody in the video too. Yep. Right? Yeah. That was that was my plan. You know, we wanted her involved, you know, as much as she wanted to be in any of it. It just the the recording process, the writing, it all happened within days. It was so quick. So, you know, I, we reached out to her after everything got uh settled and just told her I wanted her, you know, whether we got to sing it together or whatever it was, I just wanted her to be a part of it. And we thought the video would be a cool cool way to to have her in it and uh, I was always hoping I was like maybe she could be bartender or something she actually brought that up she's like hey maybe I could when we asked her about the video I didn't know if she would want to be a bartender or whatever and uh she brought that up so I I was my first time meeting her was literally on the set of the video shoot so I think there's a video of that somewhere online but that's uh to meet one of your you know somebody you've been a fan of your whole life to meet them on the set of a video of a song that you wrote a spin of her original it's just it's mind-blowing the whole the whole thing but i just yeah. think it's one of those things that's meant to be um can we get the whole story behind your song of ain't worth the whiskey and we asked three questions where were you what were you thinking and what yeah. were you drinking when that song okay. came about <laughs> all right yeah i like that um i was in nashville tennessee at sony uh music publishing they have a little a room that used to be an old fire station they call it the fire hall it's just like different rooms where songwriters you know we write songs and it was in Room number three, I'll never forget it. No windows, nothing, just a little. If you walked it, you'd be like, how do you, there's nothing creative in here at all. It looks terrible. And, you know, now they've redone it, but that was always my favorite room. I remember I was sitting in there with Adam Sanders and Josh Martin, and um, we were just going through ideas. And I think Josh had an idea. He said, uh, baby, you ain't worth the whiskey. 
And I'll just immediately, I'm like, all right, how do we write that? That sounds cool. And they kept throwing out ideas. And after about a minute, I was like, what are y'all doing? I was like, we're writing ain't worth the whiskey. Like that's done. Like no, no doubt. Yeah. So we ended up writing that. And I just remember there was a, we wrote it at night too. It was a, a nighttime right back then. I mean, you just wrote whenever you could. And uh, like I said, nobody knew who either three of us were at that time, but I remember writing it and doing the work tape and just writers from another room coming over and be like, what are y'all writing? And that you could just tell that it sounded, you know, like it was a hit. And I remember, so that's where we were. What was the, uh, what drinking, was what were you oh, yeah, drinking? drinking? I, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that I, we were drinking that. We probably wouldn't have one after that though. I think we were all kind of had experienced breakups, uh, you know, recently. And I, we were, um, just getting it out in a song and, uh, to be able to, you know, it's there's a lot of good reasons. I always say in my live show, a lot of good reasons to raise a glass, but an ex usually is not one of those. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll it's take a country song. <laughs> we asked the drinking question and we're finding, and I want to do like a percentage or something. Cause like hit songs are written be, over water. It's not alcohol. Like it's amazing to me. I'm like, if you write, I, it's almost like keep the alcohol out of it because if you want it to be a hit, you got to have water or coffee. Yeah. Those are like the I two know, things. Or maybe people just, a lot of songs are written in the morning. Maybe they just don't want to say that they were in there, you know, pounding beers, right? Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> a good, that's a good point. No, I, I, we've, uh, there's some late night bus rides that happen on s- some drinks, but you usually have to go back the next day and fix stuff. Cause like anything else, when you're drunk, some things seem like great ideas. And then you hear it the next day. Yeah. It's like, this, what is this? <laughs> what did we write? This is terrible. <laughs> do you, uh, do you have a certain time that you feel like you're more creative when it comes to writing? Like, is it morning? Is it night? Or uh it's just whenever no, it just, just depends yeah i mean I'm, okay uh if if i have a right schedule you know the night before even that morning i'll get i mean sometimes it's early you know i just it, you have to make time to to think about ideas and what you want to write about but i'm always you know listening to people talk or whatever it is you just have your phone you always just kind of you know write that down whenever the moment whenever the moment comes but i love that's the best feeling in the world for a songwriter just coming up with those lines that you can't wait for everybody else to hear you know everybody asks you would rather be on stage or writing songs and I'm glad I don't have to choose. I get to do both, but honestly coming up with some of those lines and songs that you're high five and you're like, man, I can't wait for people to hear that. That's the, the adrenaline rush of being on stage to me. Like it's just the same kind of feeling when you love what you're doing like that is uh, yeah. that's the best feeling in the world. You've given such a good story. Cause like I'm picturing like this blank, like room that you're talking about, but you're filling it with all this creativity. Yeah. And then you guys are high-fiving after like, how fun, what a fun I, thing. It really, to I, do. I'm glad they're not recorded. I know some people would probably like to see it, but it's just, you wouldn't believe how a song happens. I mean, we say so much stupid stuff that doesn't, it's like that. And oh, everybody's so into, they're like, all right, this isn't it. But like, what about something like this? That you kind of ease in, you don't want to say yeah. something stupid, but it didn't take me long to realize we're all going to say something stupid in here and something that other person would be like, that is not a good idea, but it's just part of it. You got to get past it and um, realize that, you know, you, you got to bounce stuff off the wall to something sticks. And, um, you know, that makes a big difference who you're writing with in the room. You know, there's some people that may be the greatest writer in town, but you just don't vibe with them, you know, and then there's some people that they might not know who they even are. And you think they're the the best just because you work well together. And that's, that's a big part of it is finding those people that, that you seem to always get something good with. And uh, nice. there's uh, that's, I've been fortunate to, to find a few of those as well. So speaking of uh, adrenaline rush, did you, uh, did I see you at, just threw a first pitch out at a, or did you, or you, or I played no, a concert. No, yeah. yeah. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, wait, I, is he on the field? What's going I, on? Uh, yeah. With this? 
they asked me to, but I, I didn't figure I needed to embarrass myself before I went on stage. So. <laughs> I, but I grew up playing baseball. I could probably, I probably should do that sometime. I'm such a big baseball fan, but I was focused on uh, on the concert that night. But it was that's pretty cool to get to go. You know, I grew up dreaming of being a Atlanta Brave, and to you know say I've played their stadium and among others. You know, that's just crazy to be playing music in sports venues you dreamed about playing sports in. You know, so uh, right. yeah, those are fun. All right. So we're going to ask some random ass questions. If yeah. you had to do a podcast, like right the second, mm-hmm. and these are the three topics that you have to choose from, you can only choose one. Is it golf, baseball, or music? And you have to do it like right the second. Right podcast. now. One I, hour long, a whole hour of it. I want to say golf, but I'm not good enough at that. So I'm going to go music. I'll just, I'd okay. go 90s country music, just about songs that album cuts not even radio singles all that stuff so okay oh i i forgot i wanted to ask about the uh oh, the sorry. uh the with the song with jody before when you when you were with thomas and and that song first got started was there like a list of 90s country songs that you guys were like which ones should we maybe redo in a way or that was just always on your mind to do it you know that it, I think that's what surprises people is like, why, why this song, but it's per, I think that's what makes it amazing. But it, that was just kind of from the get go, the idea of redoing a, a older song. So we didn't really go through a list or anything. We just kind of automatically thought like, Hey, heads, Carolina tells California. And just the, the whole thought of walking in somewhere, seeing a girl get up and sing it karaoke. I know that, I mean, that happens every night in Nashville probably. So uh, <laughs> just that, that was what really led us to we're like, man, that spin on that, that would be huge. We didn't know how we were going to ride it or what angle we were going to take, but that was the, the idea was just somebody being out, you know, a girl getting up singing that song and you yeah. falling for her. You know, I, I don't even know. I think when we were writing it in the room that she had me at, Heads Carolina part that came along like while we were writing it because we really didn't know are we going to end it with Heads Carolina Tales California how, how are we going to do that and I think I said something like man what if it just like the minute she started singing the chorus is like she had you right then and that just worked at the end of it it's just it, it I, like I said I felt like it was just something that was meant to be because we were under pressure at the time we were trying to finish the album this was the last song I recorded for my album and uh it just I can't imagine this album without this song or my career without this song. I mean, this right. turns out to be the biggest hit of my career after 10, 11, number one. That's uh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how it happens, but I'm going to I'm enjoying it. And uh, Heck yeah. it feels like I'm getting a second second start, man. It feels like right when Chillin' It came out and just everything was was um, on the up. So it feels feels good and just got a lot of got a lot of good people around me and folks like y'all that play the music and uh, make sure the fans know it. Thanks. Let's go, man. This is uh, this is this is go time. But I, I had a really right. important is. question, though. I had a very important question. Okay, one last question. Do you believe in aliens? <laughs> um, I guess it's kind I, of a- not really. I don't want to. Okay, good. <laughs> I, don't All right. I don't want to see one. I mean, then I, I guess I'd have to. So. No, no, no. And then we have to ask you one last thing. Yeah. Who makes you laugh? Do you have a favorite stand-up comedian? Adam Sandler. I love to is laugh. Adam- Adam- <laughs> is that what you're helping me with that answer? I'm going to go uh, Tennessee guy, um, Nate Bargatze. He's also oh, he's- a golfer, so I love – he is – I got to play golf with him one time, and just his delivery, demeanor, it's like that the entire time. He's so funny to me. So I, uh, I'm sure a lot of people know him, but if not, y'all yeah. might check him out. He's, uh, he's a great what- dude, hilarious. Was was he as uh, he was just as funny on the golf course, a regular yeah. dude as he you see him yes, on stage? Absolutely. I mean, he's just like that. That's what that's what makes him so funny. I mean, he says funny stuff, but just the his delivery. That's what makes comedians 
funny to me. And like he was saying stuff. I mean, he's not very, you know, pretty calm guy, but he'd say stuff. And I'm just, I'm like rolling laughing because just his, his demeanor and his delivery. Uh, had a good time playing. But like I said, I had just discovered him like a few months before on Netflix or something. I didn't realize he, the course we were playing, he like went to school across the street or something. He's legit yeah. from here. So uh, I like to uh, pull for the local folks but nate is uh he's he's talented man he's hilarious absolutely we love him too yeah plus but, he doesn't swear anything yeah, he's clean. it's hard to do i know i mean it's hard to be funny and not that's that's crazy just i don't know why cuss words make things more funny but a lot of people use that and to be able to to do it clean and not uh you know not have to do that is pretty that's even more impressive i think yeah but how do you never pre- Bargetzi. I, wait say it again Bargetzi. Bargetzi? Yes, i'm not sure either but i know it's nate so I call yes. him. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. mess with it, but no, Nate Margatsi, I think, is, is correct. So he's, right. a, he's a good one. All right, yes. Cole. Thank Pre- you. Appreciate right. the time, man. Hey, good to see y'all. Y'all have a good one. Success. Thank you so much. See y'all. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Follow us at Rob and Holly Show and listen weeknights on Odyssey Country and the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly